Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, Google Job Search Tips, Chapter 3. Here we go. Mark, in our previous cast on Google Job Search Tips, we've done... Well, we've done a couple now already, right? Right. Two, three, yeah. So in the previous one, we demonstrated the opportunities you could find to expand your network searching for just your town and the word business. And we've seen people talk about discussion forums, found a multitude of opportunities for you to meet other professionals just using that one simple search. And in this cast, we have more searches for you. Yeah. In fact, it's interesting. You mentioned about uh, meeting professionals, about th- this job search, Google job search tips is a chance to meet other people. I just sent a note out to all of our licensees and several thousand people saying, when you're searching for a job, start searching for people because people are always the front door to jobs. I think this is hard for people. Of course, jobs in in terms of an actual thing don't exist. It's always people that are the gatekeepers. And therefore, that's why I use the example of front door, the, the analogy of front door. And these tips will get you in front of people you probably don't know. And the more people you talk to, the greater your chances you have of talking to someone who has a job or who controls access to a job that might be good for you. And it's simple as that. So two more searches. The first one is Googling your town, the name of your town and chamber of commerce. And the next one is, and this one will just stun people because people are so tied to their schools. Google your local university or school or college and career center or career services. And people miss this. If I live in San Antonio and I went to school in New York, I can still find out all kinds of things about the job market in my local area, particularly if I'm new in the area, by seeing who recruits at local colleges. Yeah, that's interesting. The first one sounds pretty reasonable and obvious to me. Dude, don't say simple because people don't do it. I mean, I think there are a healthy number of people, at least in the U.S., which have had previously no exposure to the Chamber of Commerce don't understand what the chamber is. I think in particularly in big towns, chambers are often political organizations to some degrees and lobbying organizations for, for members. And they're very distant from most people's lives, particularly most young adults lives. So it makes sense to you, right? You're like, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. Chamber. Yeah. But I think there's a healthy part of the population that even that doesn't make sense to. And then the college one is People just don't get it. That, yeah. well, I didn't go to school here, so therefore, how would the colleges here help me? Well, we'll see. Well, I feel bad. I, I don't think I would have gotten that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, so there you go. I would have gotten it. I mean, partially, in, in your and my case, we didn't have exposure because we had jobs when we graduated. But I think a lot of people miss it. Universities are part of communities, simple as that. And they are magnets for hiring companies. So look, Google your town and chamber of commerce. This is a no-brainer. The Chamber, Chamber of Commerce, came up on the first results page of the previous searches we did. So we've already looked at the listings on their pages. Now, in, in your town, that may not be true, okay? If it didn't, make sure to search for that specifically. Chambers are amazing for job searches, and people miss this. 
If you want a list of companies in your area, this, this is the fastest way to get it. Almost all of them are members. Okay. Now, I had somebody tell me the day I was, I think I was in San Jose at a conference and I said to somebody, yeah, we just put out a thing about the chamber and, and, and uh, the guy said, well, you know, I know some small companies that aren't members. And I think it was because San Jose in the U.S. is a fairly big town. And so smaller companies didn't necessarily see the chamber as a valuable investment. I would disagree, but you can have your own opinion about the value of the chamber. But this person said, you know, there are small companies, two and three person companies that are not in the chamber. And I said, look, if you're looking for a blanket single point of contact for every employment opportunity in a geographical area, there isn't one. It doesn't exist. If you're going to poo-poo the idea of the chamber because Toshiba uh, has 20 executives and managers who regularly go to meetings and the mom-and-pop coffee shop down the street is not yet a member, and so therefore you wouldn't be exposed to the mom-and-pop coffee shop opportunities if, in fact, they were hiring, then okay, fine. But you're not being very smart about your search. The companies with the most opportunities are going to be involved in the chamber. And then there are other people who say, wait, 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 no, it's only small companies who want to meet big companies who sell their, their stuff to big companies. But again, big companies are very involved. USAA here in San Antonio is a member of the San Antonio Chamber of Commerce. Coke and Home Depot are big members in Atlanta. Mild stomping grounds. Procter & Gamble is a member in Cincinnati <laughs> and probably, I'm sure, is also a member of the U.S. Chamber in Washington, D.C. And they don't just send low-level people to attend. Who goes to these meetings? I mean, look, John Brock, this, the CEO of Coke Enterprises, their bottling and distribution division, hosted a mixer at the Atlanta Chamber in May of this year. In fact, the day that Wendy looked, the leadership team of the Atlanta Chamber had VPs, directors, and presidents from Marriott, Lockheed Martin, Siemens One, Delta, McKinsey, RBC Bank, Georgia State, and Coke. The lowest level of membership is 500 bucks. Would you not make a $500 investment in your career to meet a CEO of Coke? Now, he, he may not be hosting but a couple of things a year, but being a member gives you entree into that. There is a chamber or an equivalent in every country that we're aware of. They've started them in Europe. This is not a U.S. thing. My gut tells me it did start in the U.S. historically, but I could be absolutely wrong. There's a lot of stuff that we didn't start. That's for darn sure. Now, here's the problem, though, and you and I both know it. Yeah, I know what you're going to say, right? That you actually got to get off your duff and actually go meet people. You just yeah. can't do now, it from now look, home. Most chambers have moved away from networking opportunities. People say to me, should I go to networking opportunities? No, I have two answers. One, go to every darn thing you can and shake hands with people, say hello. Uh, and people say, oh, that's hard. Well, I don't care. I don't care if it's hard or not. You need a job. Oh, you only want jobs that are easy? Well, that's easy. Look, if you only want a job that's easy to get, send me an email. I can get you one within 10 miles of your house unless you're in the Arctic or Antarctica or something like that. I can get you a job. I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, I can get you a job within 10 miles of your house. If you're worried about it being hard, I can take care of that for you. I can get you a job so fast it'll make your head spin. You won't like it. It won't pay well. But, you know. This is the old sour grapes thing. Well, that job's too hard to get, so therefore, I don't want it. <laughs> You're going to have to meet people. It's as simple as that. My first answer is go. And my second answer is you're not going to love it. But you're not getting paid to love it. In fact, you're not getting paid. Go. Don't wish for things to be easy. Pray for the strength to get through them. 
Okay. If things were easy, everybody would be doing it and then it wouldn't be valuable. So you got to go and you got to stick out your hand. We have a podcast for that and say hello, introduce yourself and say, yeah, actually I'm in the market. And, you know, some people have business cards printed up. Great. You know, with your name and phone number and email address. Great. No problem. You can do that. Or even better, get their card. Because, of course, if you give them your card, you don't control whether or not the call is going to be made and contact is going to be made after the fact. Okay. Yeah. You can't stay home. You have to go. You have to meet people, talk to people. And some of you don't want to. And you want to apply online. Well, don't hold your breath. Okay, good luck with that. Applying online as your primary or sole activity will hollow your heart out within six months, particularly this is 2012 in a market like this. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Mike, can I say one more thing real sure. quick? Somebody else, when I started having this conversation, I'm pretty sure it was San Jose, but now I'm thinking maybe it was Toronto a few weeks ago. Somebody came up as I was having the conversation and they said, yeah, but that's not really a job. That's, you know, meeting people. Folks, there are very few one-step situations in, in job searching other than through your network, which, as Wendy would say, it's her most important cast and career tools. And I, I tell people this all the time, results in relationships. When you're at risk, when your career's at risk, your relationships become your network. Check your network. Warm it up now. So in the event things get difficult, you won't be making cold calls to your network because cold calls to your network really don't exist. If you're making cold calls, those people aren't in your network anymore. So yeah, you're going to meet people. And those people may or may not have jobs. We can't guarantee you they do have jobs. Actually, we can guarantee you they do have jobs, you know, potential openings. You may not be right for them. But if you think you can find a job and magically apply to the job without talking to anybody, great. Do so. I'd like to hear about it. Yeah. You can graduate from high school and want a job as an engineer. But it's a lot easier if you actually go to college or university and get a degree in engineering before you try to get the job. If wishes were horses, beggars would ride. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that, that's the easy one. Or the, what I, I think the more the more obvious one, maybe not obvious to everybody, but let's <laughs> so let's go on to the one that you know. Frankly, I was like, oh, I wouldn't have thought about that, and that's yeah. googling your local university and the words career center or career services. That's an yeah. interesting one. Look, I, I'm giving a talk this Thursday to a bunch of college placement officers, and. You walk into any college station office and they are thrilled to be advertising all the companies that recruit there. They are. They want to. Okay. Now, you may not get privileges if you didn't go to school there to use the career center on campus, but there's all kinds of free information on the web. They want companies to know other great companies that recruit there. And then sometimes you can use those services even if it's been a while since graduation, right? Yeah. And look, there's nothing wrong with asking. Hey, listen, I went to this school. I'm in the market. I know you guys are good at this. I've heard good things about you. Would you mind if I looked at the flyers for companies that are hiring? I think particularly in, in the market and at this time, if it's not the end of the year when they're hoping to place people, uh, I think companies would be genuinely open to it. Now, in this case, Wendy picked UNC, University of North Carolina, Charlotte, and there's a lot of useful information on their website. She just picked it. We'd, we'd searched for Charlotte before, so we're sticking with Charlotte. And on the website, the best part of the website for the meeting people purpose, in terms of that's our purpose is meeting people, right, is their list of professional associations. You have to be able to find one that's relevant to you on that page. And it's not North Carolina specific. 
I won't read you. Those of you who, um, well, I guess I need to read the link, but those of you who are licensees, of course, can click on the link in your, in your PDF of the show notes. It's HTTP colon uh, slash slash career dot UNCC dot EDU slash UCC dash information forward slash find. Oh, no, I'm not going to keep reading it. Um, <laughs> we'll, we will post this on the website so anyone can get access to that link. Because no one will write that down. And if you're driving, don't stop writing. It's a totally mixed list of all kinds of resources. But if you want to become a reporter, the investigative reporters and editors in the National Institute for Computer Assisted Reporting will definitely be able to help. And some of you didn't even know it existed before we mentioned it. UNC Charlotte also has continuing education classes for already graduated college folks. Relatively low cost. Again, you could meet more people who are in the workforce, probably, and they have links into the businesses that you might want to work in. What if your local university or the one you graduated from isn't well thought of? First of all, you can search on any university website in the entire world. Start with the Ivy League if you want to. Harvard has a list of 100 job search sites to start you off. 100. Hmm. And that's available to you, whether you went there or not. But Slippery Rock University in Pennsylvania has links to the National Employment Bulletins for liberal arts majors. It's mostly for recent graduates, but it might give you some leads. If you're not working, what else do you have to do? They also have a recital series with students playing well-known works. If you're unemployed and you've been in the house all day, not talking to anyone, why not spend $5, get out, meet some people, have a little culture, and say, yeah, actually, I'm looking for a job. I often tell people who are looking for a job, it's, it's like you've been fired, whether you were fired or not. You need to learn to say to people, yeah, I got fired, and so now I'm looking for a job. And after three or four times, you discover it's no big deal. You're over it. And the first few times, you say, yeah, I'm looking for a job. I got laid off. Saying it out loud takes a lot of the power away from the phrase or this. it takes the stigma away from what happened to you. I had a good friend who was a bank president who um, got fired. And uh, he said, you know, when you got fired from – from your job, you seem to do okay. I said, oh, well, thanks a lot. And he said, what'd you do? I said, well, first thing, this is like the day after he got fired. I said, have you told your wife? And he said, no. So, well, I'm not going to talk any further until you go talk to your wife. And he went home and talked to his wife. And then I said, okay. We had lunch the next day. I said, here, you need to learn to tell everybody. Tell everybody. Don't be afraid of it. That fear will eat at you. It's okay to tell people that you're looking for a job. It's okay. You may not believe that, but after you do it four or five times, you'll say, oh, yeah, this is okay. I don't mind. I'm who I am. I'm okay. My spouse loves me. My kids love me. I'll be good. Another one, Western Nevada College. Not a top 100 school in the U.S. No offense to those of you West Nevada graduates. It doesn't have a great deal of useful information, but you look at their press releases. They offer continuing education courses and computer skills. They have Saturday night star parties at the observatory. You know, you might meet somebody there. You can't meet anybody on the internet unless you're willing to believe the New Yorker cartoon from a number of years ago where the two dogs talking to one another and the one dog says the other. On the internet, they don't know you're a dog. Yeah. You're not going to meet people on the internet. You're not. Meeting them face-to-face is enormously powerful and worth your time. 
And you never know. Those people could be the gateway to a job that would be right for you. Right. Every time we have this conversation with folks about going out and building their network and meeting people and shaking hands and introducing themselves and learning how to interrupt at parties and insert themselves into conversation, all those kind of things involving developing relationships with folks. When we share that with folks, their results relative to finding a job go up tremendously at every single time people come yep. back and say, you won't believe it. <laughs> yeah. The whole networking thing. I, I, well, of course we say build your network. We don't say networking. I don't, I don't have an answer for people who won't do it. I'm just like, okay, don't come crying to me. If you're not willing to do that, that's where the majority of success happens. If you're not willing to build your network by shaking hands with people and getting to know them and staying in touch with them, you never know what might happen. If you're not willing to do that, you're throwing away the biggest, most likely avenue of success. And we respect that you may be uncomfortable. And as long as you're willing to be unemployed or take a job that's a lot less than what you're capable of because you were uncomfortable with part of the recruiting process, the hiring process, then you're fine. It's okay. Just accept that. Don't not work hard and then expect to get what hard work comes from. As I, say, I tell people all the time, you can be picky, but you better be a hard worker. You can be lazy, but don't expect to be lazy and be picky at the same time. That never washes. Right. And look, one more thing. These are just searches, but click through the links. Who knows what you're going to find? Yeah, they're tracking you, but you're looking for a job. Nobody's going to follow you to, you know, um, you're really of no interest to anybody. So click the links, see what happens. Job boards are good, but they're only one part of your search. And the point of this is to get you out of the submit to a job board kind of mentality because job boards aren't that effective. They're not ineffective, but they're not that effective compared to energizing your network. More people get jobs through personal connections, their network, than any other method. And you can start by using Google to kindle some things relative to uh, those relationships and that network, those people you meet at the chamber events at local universities and so on will still be in your network five years from now. If you'll simply stay in touch with them, as I've told many people control shift K. Dude, I, I can't even remember the last time I talked to somebody who got a job through posting on a, a job search board. I cannot, yeah, I, know. I, I, I cannot for the life of me remember anybody who's gotten a job that way. You know, this, this is embarrassing, but I have to agree with you. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, yeah, I got my job through through Monster. And look, I'm not saying those things aren't good, but it's much more likely we were, yeah, I knew a guy and he knew a guy. That's the difference. And so you got to know more guys. And that means getting out of the house. And that means doing some research, finding out where those places are and going there. That's the answer. All right, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks, partner. All right, man. Bye. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.